0: Well, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox. Walter here with Scott Searles, financial advisor, president of Skybox Financial Group, serving you all throughout the greater Cleveland area, but also an office down in warm, sunny Bradenton, Florida. You can find us online at skyboxfinancialgroup.com. Scott, great to talk to you this week. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing well, Walter. Enjoying, uh, enjoying fall. It's my favorite time of year, I think. I'm
0: right there with you, yep. Uh, we're recording this near the end of September as we turn the page toward October, and uh, just nothing beats it. I, I This is screened-in porch weather. I love sitting out on the porch, watching football on Sunday afternoons with the smells of the
1: chili wafting through the open door. It just doesn't get any better than that. Well, boy, I tell you, you got a complete mental picture there. I, I, I just like when the leaves turn. <laughs> that too yeah absolutely (laughs) it was funny i i overseeded my i thatched my yard and then overseeded the whole thing okay and first week i did it i did it on a saturday that next week it was like unseasonably warm 90 degrees no rain and i'm like watering this like like you
0: jumped the gun just slightly Mm -hmm. early
1: yeah then then the next week It was cool in the 60s and raining. So I was like off one week, but I think I'm still going to be good. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. Sounds like you you were doing a little watering there, so you should be in good shape, I would think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. So we'll we'll see. The real tradeoff will come. We'll see what it looks like in the spring.
0: Right. Right. Well, uh. Best laid plans now. It'll pay off when you get around to the spring. So that's fantastic. Uh, Well, we've got a great show on the way today as we enjoy that turning of the page toward the fall weather. But our topic today is a timeless one. We're going to be talking about financial matters that people tend to push off to a later date. And we're going to say, is that procrastination okay? Or is it something that really needs to get addressed now? Maybe it's kind of an in-between, it depends sort of situation. And you'll be surprised. There may be a few things where we say it's okay to put off or not necessarily the worst thing in the world. So we'll walk through a few of those different scenarios on the show today. Plus, we've got a really good question from one of our listeners. In fact, this one's going to be from Chris. And Chris has some concerns about uh, RMDs, required minimum distributions, out of an IRA. So we'll answer that question. And uh, we're going to talk about doing things the old-fashioned way. And we're going to find out what uh, Scott likes to do in that regard. We'll talk some more about that all coming up straight ahead. But let's jump into our main topic of the day, Scott, putting things off. So I'll I'll throw out the item that we're putting off. And you let me know if it's a good idea to put it off or not great or, you know, somewhere in between those two things. Okay. All right. So let's start with taxes. And we can put off taxes, right? Deferring paying taxes on savings. Good, bad to put that off?
1: Well, you know what? This kind of depends, but I would tell you, in the majority of cases, it's usually a bad idea to defer taxes, and that's my belief. Because I'm a firm believer, as I've said many, many times on this show before, that I truly do think that tax rates are going up. It's hard to uh, make a case that they're not. Uh, I mean, we've got Social Security has issues. We've got rising debt. You're at twenty-seven trillion dollars as of this recording. And, you know, we the government's going to need money down the road. So I think that they'll find ways to tax us in different ways. So I lo- always like the opportunity, you know, to try to get people to utilize Roth IRAs and things that grow tax-free and kind of pay taxes on it now. Still take advantage of that compounding that you have with the deferral and then all your money's tax-free later on down the road. So. If tax rates indeed are higher, you look like a champ by utilizing a Roth. If tax rates are the same, hey, you know, there, there's uh it's just a wash. But if tax rates go down, then you made a bad move. But I, I would tell you that all the evidence would look that tax rates are going up. You know, that the the current government is pushing for higher taxes right now. So you know, I would tell you in the majority of cases, it does not make sense to defer taxes to later on. But with that said, there certainly are some cases where it might make sense to defer taxes. Maybe, for instance, you're in a, you know, in a higher tax bracket right now and you're trying to, to maybe wait to a point in time, maybe when you retire and your tax bracket is indeed going to drop dramatically. And no matter what they do with rates, it would seem to make sense you know, then maybe deferring those taxes to later on and then paying those taxes. At that point in time, you're like making IRA contributions, utilizing an annuity, something that would defer those taxes. And then later on paying those taxes when you know, even if tax rates go up, you're probably more than likely being in a better situation.
0: I think it's a great conversation to have. It's sort of that pay me now or pay me later conversation, uh, something that an old, uh, an old professor of mine used to say back in college, and I used to hate it. <laughs> so, <laughs> the pay me now or pay me later, but you're, you're going to have to you know, come up with the goods at some point in time, but it's a good life lesson and it carries true through the financial conversations that we have here on the show, that's for sure. Yep. All right. So deferring taxes, uh, not usually going to be great to put that off in, in today's climate, especially where we are right now in our tax situations, but definitely make sure it's 100% for your situation when you get that advice. Let's talk about eliminating debt next, Scott. Is that something that's mm-hmm. uh, okay to put off or do we need to kind of address that problem right now?
1: Well, you know what? I, I'm not a fan of debt at all. I would love when people reach their retirement that they are debt free, they don't have a mortgage, they don't have anything that they need to make payments on. Because when you're in retirement, it's all about cash flow. How much do you have coming in and how much do you have to go out? Well, if you've got a bunch of debt and a bunch of payments on those debts, then you that means you're just going to have to withdraw more from an IRA or utilize more of your income. Well, when you end up withdrawing more from an IRA, you end up paying more in taxes. So I always like the idea that when you do retire to be, you know, as debt-free as possible. And, you know, not to mention, too, the, you know, the extraordinary interest rates that are charged on credit cards. I mean, those should obviously be done. Mortgage rates are much lower. Home equity lowers, you know, rates are even lower than that. So the mortgage and home equity is a reasonable debt to have, but you shouldn't have any credit cards or any of those high interest Uh, debt instruments that are out there but with that said too you know there are times when maybe debt makes sense uh, when you enter into your retirement and that may be you know you have an investment property or something like that and you're generating rental income from it or you know certain situations where things come up and and maybe you need to tap into some some lines of credit or something like that it makes sense but as a general rule I, I think it's smart to get rid of the debt
0: Always a good conversation about debt and uh, what to do with it, how to handle it, how to react. And uh, again, it's never great having that on the ledger. So why not take care of it now if you have the ability to? Talking about these things that you put off or do you address them now? How bad is it if you want to put it off? What about setting up legal and estate documents? And this is something that a lot of people don't really think you need to take care of until you get much older.
1: Well, you know what? I run across this all the time. And I encourage everybody to get their legal and estate documents set up because you never know when you're going home you get hit by a bus. I mean I hate to say that, but the reality is you just don't know. And you know, having everything set up, whether it's a will or trust, and you know, having your powers of attorney for healthcare, financial decisions, living wills, you know, all those types of things in place just makes it easier for your family if something happened. I just had Earlier this year, I had a client die unexpectedly. He was uh, boy, he was in his early 60s and, uh, you know, he had some clotting issues and just died in the grocery store. Well, he was fortunate in that he, well, his family was fortunate in that he had already done all his estate planning, and it was quite simple. It wasn't that complex and very easy for the family to deal with. If he was thinking, I'll do that when I retire, well, then it would have started to become a problem for his family. It would have been much, much more difficult. So I encourage everybody to get those things taken care of because you never know what can happen.
0: Yep, the never know is absolutely true, Scott. Uh, That's why it's good to address those things earlier than you might think. All right, uh, what about delaying the start of your Social Security? So let's say we we, we don't really
1: want to start Social Security at sixty two. Is that okay to put off? Boy, this is the age old question, isn't Mm -hmm. it? When do I take Social Security? Well, I will tell you. you You're doing hundreds of financial plans. uh, In the majority of cases, you will get the most money if you delay or you do put off taking Social security to age 70. Now you don't want to wait past age 70 because it doesn't increase any more past 70. But depending uh, you're going to get more money if you wait to 70 as opposed to taking it at 62 your earliest or at your full retirement, you know, 66 and some change or, or 70. I mean 67. But with that said too, there's a lot of other factors that come into play. Number one, what's your cash flow situation? Do you have other places to be able to fund your retirement without taking Social Security? Uh, That's obviously a biggie. You need to be able to have money in your retirement before you turn on that Social Security. If you want to retire at 65 and you, you may have to be in a situation where if you want to do that, you need Social Security to help supplement your income. The other factor there, too, is longevity. If you're brothers and sisters and fathers all died when they were 60 and you know, you have health issues well then maybe it doesn't make sense for you to wait to 70 to take that social security maybe we want to take it earlier so when i talk to people about when to take social security we you know i do talk about that longevity in their family because it does end up being a very important factor to include in there and i know a lot of people don't want to face it but you know, it's, it's extremely important to look at.
0: All right, last but not least, one more, Scott, for you here. Do we put it off? How bad is it if we do? Getting a financial plan in place. When's the right time to do that, and is it okay to wait a little little while longer before doing it?
1: Well, this is a softball one here, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I set you up a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't ever want to wait to get a plan because the sooner you have a plan in the place, the more your financial advisor, or whoever you're working with can make changes that will more positively impact your your family and, and your your situation so the earlier you get it done there may be things you can start doing roth conversions tax planning saving more saving less but if you wait till time to retire it's too late and maybe to do some of those things so the earlier you get a plan the better If you want to talk to Scott about putting together
0: that kind of plan, well, it's easy to do that, actually. You can have a really good conversation about these kinds of things by picking up the phone, giving Scott a call, and walking through maybe some of the things that you've put off, whether it's putting together that plan or not quite sure how to handle taxes, some of these other big questions that come up. If you want to talk a little bit more about these kinds of things with Scott, you can do that at 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111, or go to talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com. And when you go there, you can schedule a time to meet with Scott right from your smartphone or computer. So it's very easy to set up that time to chat there as well. Talktoscott.com. And we'll put a link in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find that website as well and schedule your time to meet and have a conversation about these kinds of things. Hopefully that helps you. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. That seemed to kind of be the common theme through most of those questions with a few exceptions, Uh, but that should definitely be something that we always think about when it comes to finances, making decisions, and planning for the future.
1: Well, you know what, Walter? If you don't procrastinate making a plan, then all those other things are all going to take care of themselves. You'll figure out when's the best time to take Social Security, should you defer taxes or not. So getting the plan is number one.
0: That's a very good point. Yep. Uh, We're planning to fail if we don't get that plan in place. So got to keep that in mind for sure. All right. It's time to see what's happening in the getting to know you section of our show today. This should be fun. It's getting to know you time. All right. My fun question for you this week, Scott, uh, has to do with doing things the old fashioned way. And so, the question is if you were what is something that you'd like to do even now, the old fashioned way
1: Well, I say this all the time, and it's talk to people on the phone oh that 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 was gonna be my answer, yeah same was, one i i am just i'm you know the the other constant emailing the text messaging these phones are horrible i see it in my kids they're always have their face in their phones i mean i just like the idea of being able to pick up the phone talk to somebody and just go tell them what you need to do when you start sending emails and text messages there's too much room for interpretation i would if it were up to me i'd just get rid of i mean i like Do a lot of cool stuff too, but if they're up to me, I just get rid of them and we go back to the old phone. I mean, you know, that's something I would definitely like to go back to the old-fashioned way.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm down with you there. I mean, the texting and stuff can be convenient for like quick little messages and that sort of thing, but having long conversations over text can be tough. I will say, I uh, I'm I'm a bit more of a texter now because I have an app on the computer where I can text using my phone number, but from the computer. And yeah. so I don't have to type it in on that little tiny keyboard because that's, I was never a good texter when I had to do that. But when I have the full use of a, a full keyboard, I can be a much better texter these days.
1: Oh, so, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Uh, my dad has grown to love it. And he just does voice to text with everything. And only like half of what he says is coherent, but <laughs> he absolutely loves it. He'll send whole emails to people with just, uh, with just voice to text. And it's so funny to hear him do it in, in person and see him messaging somebody else because he likes to say dot, dot, dot a lot because I think he is thinking between sentences of what he wants to say next. So it'll be like, hey, Walter, dot, dot, dot. It's great to talk to you today, dot, dot, dot. I hope you will be. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get the email, you're like, what was going on when he was typing this? <laughs>
1: Does he go back and edit the? No, you know, he edits
0: the, no mistakes whatsoever. Oh, okay, because of where it comes the time out, there's comes mistakes. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always fun deciphering, uh, deciphering those texts and emails. I've got a little folder where I stick the most hilarious ones that come through the various autocorrects. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so, you know, if we had to do things the old fashioned way, we may not still get some of that entertainment. Every once That's, of true. A while. That's true. That's I'm true. On, I'm on board with you. I kind of miss the simple days of just picking up the phone and calling somebody. In any event, there we go, a little step down memory lane there to a couple of years ago when we didn't use the text and whatnot. Uh, Now let's answer one of our listener questions, and this week it's a good one. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Chris has our question this week, and Chris says, I'll be turning 70 at the beginning of next year and I'm annoyed that I'll have to start taking money out of my IRA because I won't even need it. I'm sure you have some tips for circumventing this rule. What are they?
1: Yeah, well, Christopher, I think tip number one is that you don't need to take your RMDs anymore at 70 and a half like you used to. So you can wait now till age 72 to start taking your RMDs. So that's good news because some of the tips and things I would suggest you can do before you have to start taking your r So number one, you might want to take a look at maybe some Roth conversions because Roth IRAs do not need, uh, you are not required to take out any distributions at 72 out of a Roth IRA. So you might want to look at that or contributions into the Roth IRA if you still have earned income. So that's something you can do at least to minimize it. But still, if you've got a large balance in that 401k or IRA, you're not going to obviously avoid that. So unfortunately, you still need to take that money out. So there is one thing you can do is that you can, you can gift your required minimum distribution to charity. And then you don't pay taxes on it. So if you are already charitably inclined and you're making contributions to your church or other different organizations every year and you're just kind of writing a check and giving them that money, now you can do that from your IRA with your required minimum distribution and you won't have to pay taxes on it. So that could be a way to, to lower your taxes from having to take that RMD, but you're still going to have to take it out. Now a lot of people they end up maybe investing that money, throwing it. We do that a lot. You take the money out, withhold the taxes and then put it into another investment account and then you you can still get the growth. You can still get the earnings in there that you would by by having the money invested. So you don't have to take it out of the market. Basically what you have to do is kind of shave the taxes off that required minimum distribution and whatever's left over, you then continue to have in the market. But so good news, bad news there, Christopher. You, you can wait a couple years to take your money out, but the bad news is you still need to. Um, but there, hopefully those are a few little tips that uh, might help you out a little bit.
0: It's a really good question. Lots of people don't even think to ask about RMDs. So the fact that you're even aware of them and asking about them, Christopher, is a really good sign. So thank you for submitting that question, because I know that's going to help some other listeners out as well. If you want some more information about putting together a strong financial plan and uh, a worry-free retirement, reach out to Scott Searles to talk about how to put together that financial plan. Uh, He'll walk you through all the different pieces of the puzzle, go over the important questions that you need to answer, and get that plan in place. It starts with a review of that plan, and you can set that up by going to talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com. Or call 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Retirement Toolbox. Scott, thanks for the help and the guidance. Enjoy this uh, fall weather, and we'll talk to you again in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, always have fun, Walter. We'll talk to you
0: again soon, right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Browns.